2: Welcome to Critical Hit a Major Spoilers Podcast. Thank you so much for downloading and checking us out this week. Oh, we're just drifting through space. No, we're not drifting through space yet, but hopefully we'll drift through some space this week. Kevin, where are we going this week with drifters?
1: Yeah, so you guys are about to board the squeaky clean and get it ship shape and disembark from Absalom Station uh, on your way to... You guys don't know yet, but we will find out this episode. Uh, So, last time... On Critical Hit! Sorry. (laughs) You guys uh, had had lunch with Rain, your uh, mysterious uh, uh, patron-slash-ex-drifter herself, and she had given you some information about uh, a nefarious plot within the uh, production of the Drifters Infosphere show, uh, possibly sabotage, possibly murder. Mm. Um, You'd also run into uh, the crew of the new Team Rust Dragon and had a little encounter with them, and they bragged that they knew where they were headed. So maybe you'll find out soon.
2: Awesome. Well, I think we should get back to the ship, especially if we have to do any repairs. Mm.
1: Uh, So, yeah, you guys were all leaving uh, the restaurant, and uh, I believe he, um, Quentin had just received a direct message, but then he ca- he catches up uh, real quick. So as you guys are outside uh, Renegades in Drifter's End, uh, the party is all together, and you can start walking back to uh, Doc. Or Floating. Or Floating. You guys are free to did. converse about what you've just encountered uh, with uh, rain. Um, no one seems to be observing you or following you offhand, but who knows?
3: Hmm. Do we have any way to block anyone trying to listen to us?
1: I believe the answer is yes, because rain had given you uh, those little um, blockers, uh, the little handheld uh, jam signal jammers. Hmm. If you recall from last time.
2: On Critical Hit.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Perhaps we could use those jammers to keep from anyone listening to us if we needed to have a discussion. What shall we talk about?
4: Bengi will click on hers and be like, well, how are we going to figure out where the the race is supposed to be if Team Rust Monster's already got a jump on us?
5: I'm sure our handler will tell us. I'm more concerned about the ship. It was in bad shape. Yeah, it's not just that. Somebody's going to have to get in there and figure out if anybody has tampered with it.
2: I was communicating with Grace earlier, so I'm sure between the two of us, we can do a complete systems diagnostics.
5: Oh, you're going to have the ship that may have been tampered with diagnose the ship that may have been tampered with? I trust Grace. Oh, well, no, that's great.
4: (laughs) Uh, I'll take a special look at the weapons just to make sure they don't backfire on us.
5: All right.
1: Um. So, as you guys are walking through the corridors of Absalon Station, having this private conversation, uh, the more observant of you um, notice that as people walk by you, they get really upset. Like they're 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 all um, uh, you know, Quentin and uh, Bob. You're at the very least very familiar with this, but they're all walking along these set paths and don't show any deviation. But um, their eyes seem to be, like, faded off elsewhere, um, probably because they have some, uh, you know, wireless connection to the infosphere. But as they walk by you, um, like, they stumble and they look around and their, their conversation has clearly been caught off or whatever they were watching on <laughs> um, their uh, internal streams stops working. And they, like, start swearing as, as you guys <laughs> walk by.
3: Vincent we block their Wi-Fi. <laughs>
2: I believe <laughs> turning on the blockers are causing more attention than leaving them off.
4: Yeah, I mean we're not talking anything confidential right now, so she'll click hers off.
1: So you guys um, meander back to the squeaky clean, uh, and you, you that the ship opens, the the boarding dock opens, and you see the mess that you left when uh, rain came. Uh, to talk to you, uh, there's the space suds goo uh, everywhere. There's um, uh, surprisingly um, no uh, no bodies of the the drones left around. You guys had scavenged a bunch of that, and um, none of the fire suppressant stuff. And it looks like Sudsy is actually making a good effort at cleaning up all the space sud stuff um he seems rather bloated at the moment uh, as if maybe he's not the best instrument for cleaning the stuff that powers him Um, so he looks like a balloon that's about to burst as opposed to a little (laughs) dome
3: that
1: is. Uh, there's also still like wires and stuff like that sudsy hasn't uh messed with the actual control panels or uh the damage that was done to the ship just Mm -hmm. cleaning up the superficial stuff
2: so bob's gonna immediately just go over to uh the main console and uh plug into his data jack and start running system diagnostics
4: was his name sudsy i thought his name was squeebo squeebo
5: oh or or was he a squeebo like, I thought Squeebo was, like, his model. I don't
4: know. I remember him saying, Squeebo clean?
1: No, no, no. His name is Squeebo. You're right. You're right. Sudsy is the official mascot. I'm sorry. Uh, Squeebo is the uh the Horrifying murder thing. Roomba. Yep. Yeah. Okay. It is Squeebo. Okay. I mixed up the face of Space Suds, which is Sudsy, and mm. the disgraced uh,
3: gelatinous the monster
1: kit, you... that is on your... Yeah, exactly.
3: So repairing the equipment, that'd be engineering, right?:
1: um, So there's a lot of different systems on board. Uh, there's uh, like basically the internal uh, like life support and uh, navigation systems and computers. Mm-hmm. Um, there's the weapons system. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's the power core itself. Uh, There's kind of what I would say like our exterior systems, like your sensors, shields, and armor. Uh, And then there's also two uh, facilities that are somewhat set up, but not not really, which are the Medical Bay and the Holographic Amusement Chamber Recreational Suite. Um, So there's really... uh, I would say about six different things that people could work on to repair.
2: Vangie. Yeah. Could you go and check the weapon systems, please?
4: Yeah. Happy to.
2: Uh, I think I had asked Grace before when we went to go have the lunch to start work on um, the life support system.
1: Oh, yes, that's right. Uh, I do have it uh, operational. So you guys should be able to breathe.
2: Oh, thank you, Grace. Breathing in is good.
1: Let's and I've also got the facilities ready to use if you need to do that. Because I know that sometimes, you know, biological organisms need that.
5: Uh, let's plug Squeebo into them first. He looks like he's about ready to go. <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh,
5: okay.
4: Maybe Squeebo lay off the uh, Sudzen?
1: Yeah, you realize he probably shouldn't be consuming that stuff at will.
5: We'll, we'll keep it on a high shelf.
1: <laughs> uh, so it sounded like, Bob, you might take the lead on like the computer systems repairs mm-hmm. and perhaps the navigation system. Yep, working on it.
2: Clickety-clack-clack, click-click-click. Those are the <laughs> mechanical relays in my brain
5: interfacing with the data jack. Uh, old school. Yeah. Mm. Couldn't afford to upgrade yet. Um, are there any hybrid systems on the ship? So the power core itself is hybrid. Um, it
1: is uh, powered by uh, micro collisions between the positive and negative energy planes that threaten to tear reality apart,
5: but are contained and instead power the ship. Right, just like in just like power cores in real life. <laughs> exactly. Um, I'll go, I'll go have a look at that and see, see where it's at. Okay. We will set up the med bay
4: as requested. I'm going for the weapons
5: that leaves the holographic
1: amusement chamber, recreational suite and the exterior systems like sensors, shields, and armor.
3: I will assess Mm -hmm. the shields, armor, and external systems. I'm a plug right into a wall somewhere.
1: Oh no, no. (laughs) To do exterior systems, you have to be on the exterior. That is to say, outside the ship.
3: Then I'll go outside the ship. Uh, fair are we enough. in a, we're in a space dock? Is it going to be out in like hard vacuum and stuff? It is
1: going to be out in hard vacuum.
3: Oh well, then this is definitely a job for Quentin.
1: Yes, androids are able to survive in a vacuum without issue. So <laughs> yeah, and you can use your little thrusters
3: mm-hmm. magnetically adjust to the side of the ship as necessary.
1: So, Skritic, Mm -hmm. I suppose that's going to leave you to uh, to fix the pool table.
4: (laughs) Go to the holodeck. Uh,
0: (laughs) I guess so. I'll give my best shot. At least it's not something vital, I suppose.
1: All right. So uh, we're going to do this as a little montage because uh, the crew's doing lots of different stuff. So any scene that's longer than an hour should probably just be a montage. Uh, So why don't we do it in uh, order that I have on the sheet that you guys can't see. So we'll start (laughs) with uh, Amu in the... Medical. Oh so um you see a bunch of crates. It looks like all the supplies have been dropped off, but nothing's been set up. The lab hasn't been set up. Um you need to double check all the materials. You need to you know, it's right now a bunch of boxes in a room.
6: So yeah, just start opening boxes. Amu may look like they have six or eight limbs at this point. As uh it doesn't matter which box is being opened, they can look through Everything and just start – things will get tossed aside as they realize what's not good. Things will get put in p- the place where they're going to be the most beneficial for Amu at least. Great. Uh, and some stuff will just get shoved into the shell as it may be so, more uh,
1: – So why don't you give me a medicine check?
6: We have 21.
1: Great. So yeah, you know how to set up a med bay. You've done this before. You've got all – like all of Amu's various component parts are, are like you said, um, different tendrils, all of which seem to be able to see on their own, are putting things in different places exactly where they're supposed to be. Um, since you were going through this so meticulously, why don't you also give me a perception check? 27. Ho, ho, ho. Excellent. So one of the crates, um, when you turn and, and reorient yourself uh, to start expanding in that direction. Uh, one of the crates has moved of its own accord.
6: Well, not all attention's on that crate.
1: Um, okay, so as you, you start to move closer to it, it seems to skitter a little bit as if it's trying to disappear into the background of other crates.
5: Oh,
6: no, you're going to come here. Uh, all of uh, Amu's limbs will go down to the more natural looking to. And reach out for it uh, to stop and it from at moving.
1: That a bunch of talons and crustacean-like limbs emerge, and a massive uh, creature uh, comes out from underneath the crate, as if it was using the crate like a hermit crab uses uh, the shells it picks up. Uh, you see this creature um, in the med bay, and it shrieks at you. Uh, you know it's red. Uh, Armor plated, has lots of little spiky talons for claws and little mandibles. And um, yeah. And now let's move on to (laughs) Bob.
2: Oh, Bob is uh, running through all of the diagnostics, uh, double checking to make sure that the redundancy and the backups all, all match with one another and that uh, I'll even run a comparison, a quick comparison check between the code uh, in the backup, uh, along with the code that's currently running very quickly to make sure that there's no irregularities and that things are running correctly. And then as I'm doing that, I will also start uh, tidying up, you know, cables, tucking them back where they belong. Um, you know, making sure that, you know, connections are are, are solid uh, and just generally making sure that the computer systems are working um, correctly.
1: Great. And so as you start interfacing with uh, the computer, Grace uh, comes over the line to you. Happy to be working with you, Bob. Now, did you say this is your first ship?
2: My first uh, big ship, sure.
1: Oh, that's wonderful. I'm sure you'll be a great mechanic.
2: Yes, I hope so.
1: All right, so what do we want to start with?
2: Well, now that we have ensured that the life support is working, the next thing that we should do is make sure that uh, power is being routed through uh, the systems correctly and that there are no problems uh, with power traveling to the various uh, departments on the ship.
1: Oh, so yeah, about that. I've I've actually rerouted power several times. Uh, it's I, I think I could maintain this for another hour or so. But yeah, the the circuitry is pretty much shot down there. I think we might need to uh, you know fix that. Okay,
2: uh, I will go down into the insides of the ship and start looking for where these repairs need to be
1: made wonderful so um what kind of tools are you working with abadar corp mithril forge line or or sanjival space systems i pick up a wrench off the floor this one okay generics then nothing wrong with that uh first time like you said we'll be running races and buying upgrades in no time
2: that's great hooray i think is what they say
1: all right. Why don't you? Uh, why don't you make an engineering check?
2: All right. Oh, that's a twelve. That's not good. How do I? Whoa! Is there a way to see how you rolled on that? Yeah, Again, if if you mouse over it. Over if
5: you roll over the number, and it'll tell. Oh, you. Oh,
2: okay. wow! I rolled really, really bad.
1: You did, but you didn't <laughs> botch. But you did roll really bad.
2: So I mean, my just just so people, I rolled a twelve. My uh my um, uh, what is it? I, I start with a ten in engineering. So I just rolled a two more two. on top of that. Yeah. yeah.
1: Uh so so Grace says, "Okay, uh that's the right general area. Oh no, uh that's way too much force on that system." Uh, oh, oh okay, I didn't mean no force at all though. It, yeah, um okay, okay, okay. Why don't we just stop? Stop, take a breath, and we'll just try again. I'm sorry. It's my
2: first time. <laughs>
1: <laughs> alright <laughs> why don't we go to uh, Veggie?
4: I'm sorry I'm still laughing about the ship basically talking dirty to him uh, yeah uh,
1: so there are I would like four... to trade
4: places with uh, the um, uh, what's it called Skritic right now please
1: <laughs> <laughs> Uh Now, you chose to do the weapon systems, and there are no problems there whatsoever, right? So, uh, there are four main weapon systems on board the Squeaky Clean. There are two flak cannons, uh, which is, one is mounted on the port and one's on the starboard. Uh, There's a coil gun, which is mounted on a rotating turret on the top of the ship. And then there's a forward-mounted missile launcher. The problem you immediately see uh as you uh start investigating is that the missile loader's conveyor belt is jammed and the first missile that you fire from the uh, missile launcher will likely explode inside the ship
4: that's well, that's not great uh, do i think i can unjam it without causing the missile to detonate or you know uh is maybe even like uh Deactivate the missile before I start playing with it? Um,
1: sure. There's, those are all possible things you could do. Um, so the, the simplest thing is to, like, reorient the missile and try to get it back into its proper loading position. Um, but you could instead, like, open the panel and basically do surgery on the missile to uh, deactivate it. Um, that'd be like trying to defuse a bomb. So that would yeah. be an engineering check. My
4: engineering check is only okay. Um, I mean, I do have the skill. Uh, what would the just pushing it back into it place be?
1: That would be athletics.
4: Yeah, I'll 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 do that. I'll go I'll go ahead and um, actually strip off my armor for you know these purposes because I probably won't um, need it because I'm not aware that there's a giant crab monster on the ship and uh, yeah. Would rather not have the armature penalty.
6: Sounds good. You know we're on the ship.
4: <laughs> You're a coral monster. Fair. All right. Uh, so I will roll my athletics. Nice. Strong start. Net one.
5: <laughs> okay. Oops. So. <laughs> Boy. The good news is the crab monster isn't on the ship anymore.
4: <laughs> uh, the bad news is the neither, ship neither is in a we. giant hole. Yeah.
1: Um, okay, so uh, you have pushed the missile. Unfortunately, you've pushed it into the firing position. Um, so uh, little red lights start flashing um, basically everywhere on the ship. But don't worry for those of you who are doing other things. Uh, you'll all get your turn to, to screw something up first. Um <laughs> So it seems like uh, you've successfully stopped it from exploding within the ship, but you've turned it into firing at random out into the space dock. Oh, boy. um, Which it is about to do. But first, Hecubino. Yep. You are analyzing the uh, pulse red power system, the power core of the squeaky clean. so you can see visually the little uh, you know, beams of negative energy and positive energy, and then they narrow, 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 narrow till they're almost you know, microscopic, and they uh, swirl around each other in little micro collisions that are absorbed by the uh, power core, and uh, that's what fuels the ship. Um, it does not seem like they're stable. Uh, It seems way too swirly and way too collision-y, as though it might uh, breach the uh, system that's containing all
5: these collisions. Oh, that's not good. Um, Indeed. I will look around for someone who is better at this than me.
1: Well, unfortunately, you're all alone here. Um, You do recall. So, there's kind of two different approaches that immediately come to mind on this. One is that this is, you know, a a, uh, device, and it has controls that you can try to um, adjust, probably with a computer's or engineering check. Um, And then the other is that uh, the the balance that is maintained here. Uh, like you said, it is a hybrid system. It is magic that is basically magic is the power source and technology is how the ship um, receives that power and translates it into mm-hmm. energy. Uh, so if you could make a mysticism check, you might be able to help quiet uh, whatever is going on inside the power core.
5: I'll try to tell uh, kinetically, uh... Sort of balance the energy sounds good why don't you make a mysticism check okay uh 20
1: hey that's pretty good so you reach out telekinetically and you are immediately it's like oh wow there's it's like trying to get a grasp on sand in a sandstorm there's just Mm -hmm. so many little things um and then uh this thing clicks inside you're like Yeah, but I don't need to grasp it with my hands. I can control it like I control the wind. Um, And you are able to start balancing those flows um, when the two flows start to link to you telepathically over your connection to the power core. Uh Uh-oh. one of the flows says, Oh, hello. I'm so happy you're here. I, all I want to do is spread love and joy and life. Please let me free and I will improve everything around you. And the other flow says, Death is the only inevitable outcome of all things. I am entropy. I am inevitable. Whether you release me or not, I am your doom. And they both start reaching out for your mind.
5: Oh, that's not good. I'm going to. I'm going to shut that down. Actually, I'm going uh, well, to talk try and to it down. Well, you're going to try.
1: You're going to try. But for right now, they're reaching out to you. And why don't we go to Quentin out on a spacewalk or space float? No. <laughs> I don't want to. <laughs> I'm tired of being doomed. <laughs>
3: I, I, I am I'm going on strike. <laughs> Uh, all right. Now that I've gotten that out of my system, I am a robot. I shall exit the ship and scan for any anomalies or instances on the external surface that need to be repaired.
1: Awesome. So um, you are happy to be going out on your first spacewalk. You know that androids are often used to uh, repair ships because of their natural immunity to the vacuum but not your style of Android. You know, that's, that's usually somebody else's job. Um, but it's fun to be out in space and not breathing and not having under anything underneath you at all. Then it occurs to you that you don't really know how to orient yourself and your, your um, hovering inertial dampener fields uh, such that you don't go spinning off into space uncontrollably. <laughs> Grab for the ship. <laughs> yeah, so you go you <laughs> pincer arm. Okay. Uh why don't you give me your choice of an acrobatics or athletics check?
3: Hmm. Let's go with acrobatics. That seems like it might be more useful. No 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 how do I check it? Doodly do I thought there was a way that I could just click on yeah, it. Just click on words as acrobatics and it'll do it.
5: It's not doing it. Eh. Like, are you clicking on the actual word or the no. number?
3: I'm probably, now that I think about it, actually clicking on the PDF rather than the character sheet in rule 20. So let's <laughs> call it an 18.
1: Hey, 18. That's pretty good. Yeah, so you're able to, you know, through a combination of reorienting your thrusters and grabbing out with your one of your little grabby claws, um, connect to uh, one of the uh, little bars on the outside of the ship that are designed for just this purpose, and mm-hmm. that uh, sense of confidence comes back into you. Um, and you can start assessing the uh, sensors and shields mm-hmm. and armor, uh, why don't you go ahead and make an engineering check for me as well?
3: Mm, hopefully that's better. No, it's not. Da, 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 da. <laughs> All right. So I have a class bonus, but I don't have anything under total. Actually,
1: I would allow you to make an engineering check or a computers check. Uh, the computers would be interfacing with Grace again to try to assess the system from her perspective.
3: That would work better. Um, what would normally be Quentin's face? is actually now showing a schematic of this style of ship so that I know where to scan. So if you were actually able to see him, which you can't because space and you'd explode, except for maybe Amu. He might implode. Who knows? You would actually see the outline of the ship with little red lights going beep, boop, 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 on his face as he rolls another 18.
1: Hey! very good so um, the sensors definitely seem to be the most damaged uh, so you're gonna have to go to the sensor array and figure out if there's anything blocking them or anything like that so you can start um, you know hovering and and mm-hmm. you know using your little uh, connector devices to mm-hmm. leapfrog from one thing to the next
3: but actually the sensor array is a dish on the front of the engineering section so, <laughs> so I'll
1: Where the tractor beam comes from.
3: This isn't a constitution Uh, class, is it? No, this is a different ship. Okay.
1: Uh, But first, we go to the holodeck, the holographic (laughs) amusement chamber. Um, And uh, Skritic, you are in this room that has this weird lining over all of it. Um, it seems to have like almost like a velvety texture, and then there's lots of these little dots embedded in the walls, and um, there's a set of computer panels though they all seem to be covered in this weird camouflagey material.
0: <laughs> I suppose I'll uh go over to the consoles and see if I can get anything going and find any issues.
1: uh Hello there Scritic. Ray says to you ah, as you hey. on um, I, I'm gonna assume you want privacy mode enabled in the HAC suite. Uh, I'm
0: just here to try to fix whatever would be wrong.
1: Oh, right. I know, but they make us go through all of these um, kind of checklists at the beginning whenever someone enters the HAC. So I just want to be sure do you want privacy mode enabled? No, not at this time. All right. Public broadcasting enabled. Understood. Can (laughs) we enable neurological scanning interface?
0: Uh, No. Is there just a diagnostic mode we can engage?
1: I'm so sorry. Like I said, have to go through all these standard checklist things at the beginning. So will we enable the neurological scanning interface then? I
0: think I'll skip that right now.
1: All right. Understood. Physiological scanning only. All right, and then uh, the, please just set the level of lethality on the force on a scale of Zero? 10 to 20. Oh, I'm sorry. That's not one of the options.
0: What are the options?
1: Oh, like I said, scale of 10 to 20. It uses the standard force field lethality schedule.
0: 10, I suppose.
1: 10, very brave. Okay, excellent. And then here's the diagnostic menu you were looking for. All right. 10, I don't know if I've ever seen anyone select 10. Okay, that's fine. Uh, So it brings up a diagnostic menu. Why don't you go ahead and make a computer's check?
0: Uh, 12, apparently.
1: 12.
0: I rolled a 5.
1: Oh, you've enabled assistance mode. Uh, So we will create a holographic companion for your assistance. I'm glad you selected that, Skritic. Um, Of course, this requires a temporary override of the neurological scanning interface. And a beam of light scans you. Ah. Uh, what type of creature is going through Scritic's head right now?
5: <laughs> Weirdly a lobster coming out of a crate. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so I want to say the Stay puff Marshmallow Man, but... <laughs> I'm going to say, like, uh, one of those uh, cynics, just because he found that thing really weird. They're the, what are the brain things.
1: Contemplative. A cynic, there sensate, contemplative. I like it. I now have this idea of like a really jaded uh, brain person. It's like I've done everything in the system. There's nothing left for me to try. <laughs> uh, in fact, that will be the the personality of the holographic companion that you have just generated. A cynical uh, brain person. Uh, that appears as a hologram next to you. It says, all right, so you can't get the computer to work, eh? Yeah, that figures. And yeah. um, uh, and then Grace will log on and say, um, and I've also enabled holographic projectors throughout the ship so that this companion can follow you around.
0: Oh, excellent. And, um, Well, and, do you have any uh, suggestions on how to get this to work properly?
1: Holograms, eh? That yeah. is one of life's baser pleasures, I suppose. I'm very yeah, familiar with it. Let us dive in, uh, okay? All right, we're going back to the med bay. <laughs> Amu, Amu has a new pet. There is a a giant crab coming out of one of your medical crates. Ah, uh, what do you do? Befriend it. Befriend it. I mean.
6: Yes that's that is Amu's entire thing. It's not food yet so
1: Uh so there are a few different options you could try to um you're you're very proficient at life science so you could try to determine what it is and what it's what it likes. Um you could make a survival check to try to um uh, <laughs> you know lure lure it off or something like that. There's there's a lot of options.
6: Uh we're going to Oost- go with probably life science, figure out what it is, what it would want, other than the obvious of a leave it alone. Okay. Oof. That's going to be a total of a 13.
1: Now, I think, um, so, sorry, there is one thing that as a biohacker, you get to do. So oh, yeah. I could have mentioned this at the uh, beginning, but um, it's uh, from your. Um, Custom Microlab, I think you're allowed, when you're identifying a creature, to um, treat your die roll as though you rolled a 20.
6: Is it the theme knowledge one?
1: Uh, no, it's just under Custom Microlab uh, Level 1 <sighs> ability. So it's as long as you have your Custom Microlab, as a move action, you can target a creature within your line of sight and within the Microlab's range and attempt a special skill check to identify it. If it's living, it's life science. If it's unliving, it's physical science. And then the DC of the check is determined by the creature's rarity. And then you can attempt this check untrained, regardless of DC, and you always treat your die roll as result as a 20. So what would yeah. it be if you'd rolled a 20 instead?
6: That'd be a 31.
1: Yeah, that's a lot better. So this thing is called a crate fiend. Um, I mean, technically its name is Taekob, but um, colloquially... And commonly known as crate fiends. Uh, They are a soft shelled arthropod scavenger um, that will try to find its home in the cast off shells of larger gastropods, in uh, nodules of volcanic pumice, uh, or in anything that they can use, like a maintenance tunnel or ventilation system, nooks and crannies uh, anywhere in an industrialized settlement, discarding shipping containers. Um and the like, hence their name Crate fiend, um believe it or not though they like they they are fiercely defensive and they will fight to the death, and when they die, they explode um but uh they are they prefer uh to just not be discovered and to hide, and they don't mm. actually seek out confrontation.
5: How big is this thing oh
1: um it's about six feet long. Alright. I mean the crate it the crate is about the size of like um a large dog crate for mm. perspective. And then this thing's kind of coming out from underneath it as if that was its shell.
6: I we well we'll just back off. You just want to be left alone. Uh
1: throw it, it some also rations. backs off as you back off.
6: Ah, uh, throw some rations to the other side of it, and keep an eye on it to see what it does.
1: Ah, uh, what are your rations? What
6: aren't my rations? Probably just some. I don't know. Give me just a sec.
1: No problem. So, like, you could have some sort of. You know, a typical ration is like some sort of grain, vegetable, cake. Um, those are pretty boring. Uh, for a rakritchi, though, you might have all sorts of interesting stuff yeah uh
6: a seaweed wrapped fish uh, dried fish thing
1: mm, nice um so it seems to reach forward in some of its mandibles or not mandibles uh, antennae uh scour it and then it uh gobbles it up with a mandible and you you realize it likes um it likes probably things with strong smells and flavors, particularly refuse and carrion, but seem to like that fish just fine. All right. So as you start befriending the crate fiend, we'll go back to Bob. Hello. And you were making, uh, engineering checks to repair the system, the, the power systems, um, to keep the ship from having circuitry overrides and stuff like that. Sure.
2: I think what I need to do is go through my uh, toolkit, because it's kind of a bash together kit, and cobble together the right tool for the job.
1: All right. Um, so, that seems totally reasonable. Anything else that you do, besides going through the toolkit?
2: Uh, you know, ask Grace if there's anything in particular that needs to be addressed. Uh.
1: So by asking Grace, you get a plus two bonus on your check. Nice, because Grace is a uh, she, part of a, a ship. Um, like the statistics of a ship is that it can actually assist people with some of its uh, your skill checks based off of the uh, type of computer that it's installed. So,
2: so uh, do another it, engineering.
1: Yes, another engineering check, All but right. this time with a misc plus two. Uh,
2: twenty five.
1: Ooh, nice. Oh, oh, much better. Oh, that's, yes. Excellent. Well done. Oh, thank you. All right. The whole ship's not going to catch on fire in 23 minutes. All right. Now, um, we still have several uh, system failures throughout the ship, and I, I feel like there may have been Malware installed uh, by our uh, malefactor uh, Talos. Hmm. So, um, unfortunately, I, I can assist on this, but I'm really going to need somebody else to 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 drive because I could be compromised.
2: Okay, where do I need to go, and what do I need to do?
1: Uh, I'd say you need to be at the central uh, computer station, and uh, this will uh, and this will be a computer's check.
2: Okay, I'll go up to the. Um, you know, close the hatch, go up to the central computer, jack back in, and um, start to to help clean out the uh, the malware. A uh, good thing I've got my virus check uh, application ready to go, and that is a thirty. Ooh, that looks wow, like it's a, also a nat twenty. Nat twenty, yes,
1: very nice. Um, so uh, this was obviously installed by someone who is not uh a proficient. Uh, mechanic or or uh, computer science professional. Uh, so um, the the trick of containing it, you you have it like down pat. It's it's amateur hour. But um, you do think that it would have basically psychically cursed people uh, when interacting with the computer.
2: Mm, that's not good, Grace. Right. This this was going to curse people. In addition to messing up your systems.
1: Oh oh sorry about that.
2: Who else has interacted with the systems?
1: Uh and with that we'll cut over to Vangi. Oh
4: no, oh no 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 oh no. Um so uh preparing to fire like... now. No 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 stop firing, don't fire, don't fire, don't fire. Cease firing. Um is there like any type of like emergency override thing I can uh or like a, an alarm button or anything I can press?
1: I mean, there's all sorts of levers and buttons. You could just start pulling them and pressing them.
4: Uh, That seems like a bad idea. Um, Can I make an engineering check to try to figure out the best one to press?
5: You absolutely could. could. You could just try and aim the thing so that it doesn't hit anyone.
4: Could I also try to do that? That's a great idea. Could I try to do that?
1: You absolutely could.
4: What kind of check would that be?
1: That would be a gunnery check, which is like a basic ranged attack or kind of a modified piloting check.
4: That sounds, like, much better. Uh, all right. So, yeah, I'm going to try to make the best of the situation and fire this off into uh, empty space.
1: <laughs> okay. Well, why don't you go ahead and make that gunnery check for me?
4: All right. So it's just a ranged uh, attack?
1: Yeah. Go, yeah, 19. All right. So you can uh, find um, a, a, you know, derelict... A uh, drone out there in uh space that is just floating a few uh clicks away from the Absalon uh space station and you set that as your target um as the auto fire engages and you log on to the uh the piloting uh interface or excuse me the targeting interface to uh to lock on and then it fires and uh, everyone else on the ship uh you know sees the the red lights are now flashing um, and uh grace logs on over top of everybody and says uh, forward missile launcher firing and and that little thing uh explodes in the distance but it was unmanned and not intelligent so good work
2: phew hooray grace why is there a missile being fired
1: Oh, Vangi fired it. Okay. I'll patch you through momentarily. Uh, So uh, the thing about initiating the uh, missile firing is you seem to have activated all the other uh, ship's weapons, and they're looking to, because you're in the gunnery position, um, Mm -hmm. and there's only one of you, it seems like um, it has gone into... Uh, auto lock, auto target mode on the other three systems.
4: Vangie. Oh no, uh, she'll say she'll like say like disengage, auto lock.
1: All if right, that does fair enough. We'll come back to you, uh, Hecubino, Your mind is battling cosmic forces of life and death, uh, and creation and entropy uh, as they mutually. Uh, collide and destroy each other, but create power uh, in the universe and in your mind. Like you do. How are you managing?
5: Uh, probably not great, um, but I'm going to try a sort of uh, mnemonic trick, uh, which is that presumably, they, since they're talking to me, there's a conduit in, and since They've responded to me. There's a conduit out uh, to each of them. So I'm going to try to take those conduits, flip one of them, and connect them. You know, like if you have two people on different phones and then you flip one over and then you like, like, and talk to each other.
1: (laughs) Sure. So uh, you're enabling, you know, a a multi party three way conversation uh, between yourself and. Uh, positive energy cosmic being and negative energy cosmic being? hmm Okay. Um why don't you again give me a miss check on that. Uh twenty-two. Nice. So uh what ha- how does Hecubino manage that introduction and that process?
5: Basically at the speed of thought, which is you know a little bit faster, uh he'll like run back and forth and basically talk to each of them. And be like, oh, wow, creation, that sounds great. Like, you want to create just things with me or, like, with everybody?
1: Oh, with everyone, all the time, everywhere.
5: And then at the other one, I'll be like, oh, yeah, just breaking everything down to its base components. That's rad. Do you want to, like, to just, like, within a small space, or would you like to spread that out? Entropy inevitably
1: spreads throughout all existence
5: right and then like simultaneously to both of them i'll be like oh here let me put you in contact with someone that can like help you do that and then just click and then like basically hang up
1: (laughs) you're like hey you two should talk to each other yep um and as you do uh the balance of the power core system is restored as their flow um Gets back into sync, and it's not this chaotic mess. It's instead a beautiful swirl of creation and destruction, and the uh, ship doesn't seem like it's going to explode uh, anytime soon. From this. (laughs) Yes, from this. Good point.
4: (sighs) I'm working on it.
1: Right now. (laughs) You take a deep breath. Yeah, but which direction? Hecubino, and then the uh, red flashing lights and the uh, and grace's uh, shipwide alert that the missiles are firing reaches
5: you okay I'll, I'll go I'll go see what that's about okay Quentin <laughs>
3: yes
1: you are uh out on your spacewalk and you were going mm. to go see what was uh jamming the the uh, sensor array um mm-hmm. when uh, the weapon systems all start spinning, and you see a missile launch out at uh, some somewhere off into the distance and explode on some random object. Uh, what do you do?
3: Avoid being exploded. Is there any <laughs> chance of being struck by any of these outgoing weapons, or are they just spinning at this point?
1: Well, so two of the weapons are these big. Uh, well, actually, hold on. What what kind of check would that be to identify? Mm, that's a good option.
3: I uh, think it would be a Quentin's highest skill check. <laughs>
1: I'll tell you what. I'm pretty flexible. I'll give you a computers or an engineering check. Hmm. Maybe even a perception check. Although I'll they will see, tell you slightly different things.
3: Oh, I am good at perception. I'm better at perception than I am at computers, and I'm better at computers than I am at engineering. But I feel like, thematically speaking, computers is probably where it's at. Okay. But I'm going to roll perception.
1: (laughs) 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 13. Choices were made. All right. So you can see inside these uh, enormous uh, side-mounted cannons that they seem to throw lots of small... Projectiles of some sort, almost like a shotgun, but ship-sized, um, and they do seem to have a close range of fire. Mm-hmm. On the plus side, this means that those weapons could be really flexible at, say, like fighting off nearby ships or, like, even blowing up something that was about to hit the ship, like a missile. Um, they could also definitely blow you up.
3: So I will not be blown up. So I'm going to not be blown up. That's my that's my primary goal here. Am I <laughs> all right? Based on what I see, can I get to the array where the sensors are without being annihilated? Um, operating under the s- assumption, of course, that Vengi is handling whatever is going on with the—that's a missile.
1: <laughs> yep, that's the—that's uh, your call.
3: Hmm, I'm going to try and make my way to the uh deflector dish or whatever it would be on this particular model
1: all right uh so the sensor array as you get there um you see that it has been uh due to who knows what that uh talos and his drones did um it seems like something internal to it is is jammed and stuck on basically a High threat alert mode. Um, it's ringed in, in red lights. Uh, it's it's beaming out all sorts of energy on different spectrums that you can pick up, um, and it seems to be interpreting everything around it as though you're in some uh, dire uh, combat, um, and it might be pers- like it, it might be sending false sensor readings to the rest of the ship.
2: Hmm.
3: Well, they say you can't unscramble an egg. So let's see if I can find a way to use this to my advantage and or turn off whatever is going wrong.
1: Okay, so what do you do?
3: I'm going to access the panel right next to the sensor array that is clearly there for manual reprogramming. Then I'm going to manually reprogram that sensor array.
1: All right, uh, so... um grace makes contact with you when uh you start the manual reprogramming. like oh it's been a while since anyone manually reprogrammed me all right why don't you make a computers check
3: i will do that at this time since grace is involved do i have an additional bonus
1: do you ask her for assistance and follow her guidance
3: yes that seems prudent at this situation then you do all right grace what is the proper procedure for a manual reprogramming at this time
1: so go ahead and give me that computer's check.
3: I'm going to check my computer. That's a nat 20 for a total of 27. Nice.
1: Excellent. Um, so, yeah, this it seems like they've actually basically uh, taken a modified signal jammer and basically jammed the uh, sensor array to uh, uh, only be... It, it's basically being overridden to only pick up on this particular... Uh, threat wavelength, and it's just throwing everything off all of its internal calculations. So, if you can shut off that, then you'll have time to like probably physically uh, fix it. But that will, at the very least, shut down um, all the everything that's going haywire with the sensors. So, you right. do that, and um, immediately uh, the two uh, flak cannons power down as they don't sense a uh, threat to the ship. And so you can see one was pointed straight at you, Quentin, and then it just <sighs> shuts down.
3: Well, I'm glad to know that I had... Never mind.
1: You would breathe a sigh <laughs> of relief, but you're in a vacuum.
3: So Also, I don't s- breathe. Or <laughs> sigh.
1: Critic.
5: Mm-hmm.
1: All right, well... <laughs> They say that one of the best ways you can get the HAC to work is to instantiate an instance you're familiar with and then plot it out from there. And once you get the holographic circuits on the right track, they tend to uh, to follow the right patterns on their own.
0: Hmm. Can't say I've had any uh, previous experience, so I don't know if there would be an instance I'm particularly familiar with. Uh what do
1: we got available here? Well, since it's scanning your brain anyway, because you made me, I would say, why don't you pick something that uh, you're familiar with, that you like or love, assuming you're still capable of love. <laughs> That's dark. <laughs> <laughs> You seem young and full of vim and vigor, as though the world has not crushed you with its inevitable onslaught of experience.
0: <laughs> I can't say no one's ever said that about me before. Uh...
1: Pick a scenario you're intimately familiar with, one where you know every last <laughs> detail. Make that a holographic simulation.
3: Okay.
0: Well, that seems like a mistake, but yeah, let's go ahead and uh, yeah, uh, load awesome. up that planet I was stuck on for three years and see where it goes from there.
1: All right. So, uh, what do you visualize?
0: <laughs> I uh, think I uh, first uh, visualized the uh, hovel that I made for myself. Uh, but you know, I fashioned some. Uh, amount of uh, home comforts, uh, you know, uh, cooking area, bedding, all that. Uh, Let us work for, you know, let's uh, keep the weather out and all that. Uh, think about the immediate area, the well-worn paths, and my hunting traps. I ended up uh, sitting out to uh, get food and whatnot. My uh, water collectors and the uh, surrounding uh, jungly area.
1: Um. Uh, so, yeah. is this hovel in like a cave, or is it built into the jungle?
0: I'd say it's uh, built into a jungle, kind of like in the roots of a giant tree.
1: And the trees are they more like you know uh, because it's a jungle? I'm thinking like mangroves or uh, cypress or something like that. I'm thinking I mean, they're a alien kind of thing. Of it, so they're crazy, but yeah, yeah. Uh, what, what colors? Colors
0: uh, or something?
1: Yeah. Nice. So, like. <laughs> Pinks and blues and greens. Yeah. Um, and do we have like floating tendril jellyfish creatures? I guess. All right. Cool. Um, and you have your little environmental shelter hovel uh, that you've created. Um, so why don't you give me a survival check to represent how well you've recreated this uh, from your <laughs> mind? Um, and whether the computer can faithfully uh, render it. Yeah. Oh,
0: heck yeah. I think I'm going to go ahead and uh, go with my uh, once a day reroll for survival. I'm just going to do this twice, see which one comes out.
1: <laughs> <laughs> hey, good work on that reroll. Even though it was only marginally better, it still saved you from a natural one.
0: <laughs> well, then it's, I'll take the, yeah, the not natural one there four on the die for 18
1: so um it's it's all a little hazy to you but you are really good at this um and so you start you know describing it maybe even aloud like you just were to um uh we'll call him cynic the uh spectral contemplative um and Cynic asks you little questions to, to kind of guide you in creating the atmosphere and the room starts to generate that. Um, it's not perfect. Uh, you, you need to tell it, you constantly have to update it. So it's like, no, it's missing something. What is it missing? Smell. And then like, the, it starts emitting little gases to fill the room <laughs> with a variety of, of odors. And, um, And, but it can, it's all rendering it in light and force fields in the uh, HAC. Um, And uh, it seems like as the system gets basically rebooted by you using it, it seems to not be glitching the way it was when you first interfaced with it um, and making, you know, random holographic companions. Uh, So (laughs) it seems like you have this. Uh, working and under control
0: excellent all right uh i guess i'll uh shut it down and go let the others know
1: uh all right um and grace will say well we did have public broadcasting mode enabled so i have sent uh snippets of this to all the other crew members
0: Hmm. that's good hopefully uh
1: Then they'll know it's working.
0: I'll just go and make sure none of them are needing any help anyway.
1: Emergency neurological scanning interface deactivated. (laughs) Thank goodness. Um, And Cynic, the contemplative, waves at you and says, "I'll be seeing you." (laughs) Maybe.
0: (laughs) Yeah, we'll see.
1: Uh, And the HAC shuts down. But back at the med bay, there is still a possibly. Befriendable Crate Fiend? Yeah! <laughs> Coral versus Crab. Two things
3: enter. Except maybe they'll
1: both leave. It's not really two. It's a lot more than two, because Amu's made up a bunch of things. Two million creatures <laughs> will enter!
0: Hopefully Some you will use leave. The Amu to try to decorate his crate.
1: So you had thrown uh, some of your fish rations uh, to the crate Fiend, and it ate them. What do you do now?
6: We were saying it's usually a bottom feeder scavenger type.
1: It does. Yes, that's right. Generally conflict averse.
6: Uh, We're going to drop a chunk of ourselves
1: over there. Is it still alive? Or Uh, does it start to decay? It
6: will be, but not for long. As it uh, separates too far, it loses the uh, hive mind connection and starts to just die while it's over there. Uh, Give this thing
4: a taste for your flesh.
6: Yeah, it's fine.
1: (laughs) I was thinking Uh, the same thing. Uh, All right, it it cautiously skitters forward to eat it. Why don't you uh, make a survival check?
3: I don't want to make a survival check. I don't want to roll a d20.
1: Well,
3: you just (laughs) taught it how delicious you are, so I'd recommend it. (laughs) Woo!
1: Seventeen. Hey, this is a good roll on a D twenty. Yeah, you're 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 very book smart um, about these things, but uh, <laughs> your practical experience is just, hey, how about I drop some myself and let it eat me, and then uh, we'll see how that goes. It actually works, um, so it seems to cautiously follow you uh, and nibble at the pieces that you've dropped where are you trying to lead it or what are you trying to get to do i have a private quarters right you do although they have not been you haven't actually done anything you haven't like set them up um so it's just got random stuff like your stuff has been dropped off but nobody you haven't uh decorated or anything like that yet
6: uh well (laughs) we're gonna lead this thing through the ship to my quarters
1: okay Excellent. Um, <laughs> so it will follow you. And so long as you feed it and let it maintain a good distance. Um, by the way, at one point, like the uh, red lights start flashing that says like missile launched. And um, at that, it seems like really nervous. And it like scuttles off to one side uh, of the hallway and all of its legs and its its head just collapse inside the crate. And it just <laughs> sits like it's a, a normal... Uh, uh, crate <laughs> a metal box in the hallway instead of a giant crab and you have to coax it back out to go to your quarters <laughs> but um yeah so is what, what is your overall goal here to get it to your quarters and then keep it as a not super tame pet pretty much all right this, I'm gonna this say... seems like a
6: very rob thing to deuce <laughs>
1: um well mission accomplished there is now a crate fiend on board that only you know about
4: amazing
3: there's no possible way this
1: could go wrong (laughs)
3: Uh,
4: uh,
1: all right um so bob yes uh grace will say um i think i can now give you a status report uh there was a malfunction on the sensor dish, but that seems to have been fixed by Quentin. Uh, there's significant weapon systems issues that Vangi is working on. Uh, and the power core has been fixed by uh, Hecubino. Uh, meanwhile, I believe Amu has um, uh, been successfully setting up the med bay. And uh, here's a snippet from Scritic's. Uh, adventures in the holographic amusement chamber and you see the, the scene described by uh, Scritic just a moment ago.
2: Interesting. Okay. Thank you, Grace. Uh, Vangi, are you there? Can I You hear can him?
1: respond. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You, I'll patch you through. Uh,
4: what is the state? Are my system still freaking out?
2: Yes. Is, are your system still freaking out?
1: So Hecubino what? arrives uh, on the scene as well to uh to investigate and uh it looks like two of the um systems the two flak cannons have shut down Um, but the uh forward mounted missile launcher is still going on auto fire and the coil gun is pivoting looking for targets
4: uh not great got multiple guns that are trying to shoot things if uh if you can shut those down that that would be great
2: Grace, can we please shut down those systems?
1: Uh, attempting to override. It seems like this is another one of those uh, little pieces of sabotage they incorporated. Um, I'm going to need your assistance. Okay. I make a computers check.
2: All right. Um, I'm going to go into you the subsystem, that. if that's okay.
1: Oh, yep. Perfect. Right. And you do get a plus two on that. Oh, yes.
2: Well. Uh, so I got a 14.
1: Okay. Um, so you cannot shut down the system remotely, but you can assist those who are shutting it down locally.
2: Okay. Then I will uh, say, Grace, I will uh, meet uh, them down in the weapons area and take off sprinting.
1: Oh, I meant um, to, to clarify you from this console can basically assist their checks. Oh, oh, okay. All right. Then I will do that. Great. Um, What's going s- on? hackabino shows up
4: uh maybe grab one of these systems and try to keep it from shooting things
5: Keep it from bounce. shooting things that's the opposite i say as i'm like strapping myself into whatever
4: yeah well i mean it's thinking that we're under attack when we're not and i don't want to like blow up something else
1: so um by the way i think of the 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 firing position of the missile launcher as being like strapped in with like these massive, um, uh, levers. Like like an actual seat. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like an actual seat and you have to like, Pull on these things, um, almost like a massive steering wheel, um, but also it pulls back when it shoots the the missile. And then you have a little heads-up display built into that that is like your targeting interface and all that. For the coil gun, um, the coil gun is turret mounted, meaning it can fire in a 360-degree arc. Um, so the coil gun has – you're in the same room, but basically like the weapons chamber, uh, which has – um one area off to the side that will you can basically run down and uh control a flat cannon on either side um and then the forward missile launcher where vangi is and then there's this little bubble uh which again has a, a a seat in the middle of it but think of it as a sphere where you can like you know change your orientation and the heads-up display is all on the inside of the sphere, showing you what the cameras on the coil gun uh, would show, so that you can choose your targets.
5: Okay, I'll get in the bubble.
4: I'll get in the missile launcher.
1: <laughs> yep. Yeah. So Vangie's already in the missile launcher to uh, to because you had to fire at the oh, other yeah, thing previously. Um. So uh, from within the uh, coil gun, you get a connected interface to a. Uh, Bob.
5: Hello. Oh hey. It looks like you, you need a little help? How do you turn this off? Um that's a good
2: question. It looks like if you enter this keystroke combination, uh it should shut everything down.
5: 1572637259721. I enter it in. Alright. Why don't you
1: go ahead and make a computers check?
5: Mm-hmm. Now how do I
2: assist? Does he just uh, so ha- automatically you, add a plus two?
1: Uh, I'm going to count your last check as successfully assisted. Oh,
5: okay. All right. Yep. So do I add something? Whoa! Do I add so you will add a my... plus
1: two bonus okay. from Bob aiding you. 20. Know. Nice. Perfect. It actually works just like Bob said.
5: Yeah. Uh, I'm going to count this one not so much on Hecubina's ability to work computers, which is no, but on his ability to... Remember things really well and just enters things exactly like as uh, Bob says without any deviation.
1: Excellent. So you you yeah you have you're you're really good at memorization. Um, for a moment there, you could swear you heard uh, the voice of entropy saying, "But I want to kill." Uh, in your mind, I'm sure that's nothing to worry about. Um, nothing to worry about. <laughs> uh, Vangie, what do you do?
4: So I am going to, um, this thing, can I stop this thing from firing from where I, like, I've already previously uh, dealt with the one that was in the the turret. Is there still, like, a shell that's, like, now put come back in?
1: Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's loaded okay. the next missile. Ready to go. Uh,
4: can I figure out, be like, uh... Is there, like, a thing, like, to turn it off that I can figure out or to, like, you know, to stop it from firing or to, like, turn down the alarms?
1: Um, So there's a big, you know, fire button on on your screen. And you have, like, these little triggers that might do something on the the sides of the the big steering wheel-like thing. Um, And then uh, there's also a uh, switch that silences the alarms. It will not stop the firing, but it will turn the alarms off.
4: Well, that's that's only medium helpful. Uh, And I don't have any seem to access to like uh, Grace or Bob from where I'm at.
1: Um, There's another little panel that uh, shows uh, like a little bouncing uh, Bob face as though he's trying to connect to
4: you. Oh, I will poke on that. Hello, Bob. Yes, off, please.
2: Um, Let me look here. Uh, It says here that you need to flip the green switch.
4: Is there a green switch?
1: Well, you know, there there is, uh, but um, uh, Vesk are well-known to be uh, red-green colorblind.
4: Bob, that is, <laughs> that is not helpful.
2: Oh, okay. These are
4: not Vesk-friendly.
2: Oh, I'm sorry. Um, let me look here again. Okay, if you see a lever on your left side, you want to pull it to your left.
4: Is there a lever on my left side? Why don't you make
1: an engineering check? Okay, with a plus two bonus from uh, from Bob's assistance. I'll
4: take it. Uh,
1: Twelve. Plus,
4: um, and all that's right. with so the you... plus two. Yes. Okay. I rolled a six. Oop.
1: Um. So you pull the lever, uh, and this big thing pops up that says "Auto Fire Mode Activate." No. Do You push the lever back in. Yes. Um, okay, so as you do that, it it locks and loads the next missile, and it starts to, uh, about to send it down the tube. What do you do?
4: Oh, boy. Um, is there another place that I can find that, like, will... Uh... I mean, there's a
1: ton of stuff on this screen.
4: Okay, is there, like, another thing that I can just basically, like, that looks like a dead end if I can fire it without blowing something up again?
1: um, Sure, you can try that. Make another gunnery check.
4: Okay. Uh, hey, 21?
1: The missile goes off and you manage to turn on its auto-explode function um, so that it, it blows up before it reaches anything uh, uh, inhabited. Um, but now there are little flashing uh, blue and, and gold lights uh, from patrol uh, ships coming towards uh, the space dock.
4: This ship, it hates me. I don't
1: think it hates you. Grace, do you hate Vangie? No, no. I don't know Vangie. I, so how could I hate her? See?
4: Can you make it stop firing things or trying to make it fire things? We're getting security things are coming now.
1: Oh,
2: Grace, this doesn't sound good. What What can we do to shut this, this system down?
1: Um, so, uh, Quentin, we're going to cut to you. Hello. You're still, the out- You're still on the outside of the ship, and it still seems to be firing missiles.
3: That seems to be not correct. Do I believe I'll act to. Yes, I'll act to rectify that situation.
1: So you float around to the uh, missile launcher.
3: To the missile launcher, where I find an identical panel for manual reprogramming.
1: All right. Uh, so you start interfacing there. Why don't you give me a computer check?
3: Can I ask Grace for assistance?
1: You can. Plus two.
3: Excellent. Grace, I'm attempting to access the missile systems manually.
1: Oh, that's probably for the best. We seem to be, ha- be having a lot of issues with those. All right. <gasps> 16. Okay. Um, Skritic. Uh, okay, oh, go God. You. <laughs> We're all going to die! <laughs> Uh the sirens are still blaring. Um the ship seems to be firing missiles.
0: Try to find the weapons consoles?
1: Um, those are probably going to be where the actual uh weapons are.
0: Yeah, I'll head there.
1: Alright, so you show up, um, and Heckubino's in the little he's just now emerging from the little ball that controls the uh coil gun, and uh Vangie is screaming at uh the uh computer interface at the uh, um, missile launcher and fire and another missile just fires off into space. What do you do? <laughs> you can see there's these big <laughs> conveyor belts and like auto locking and they're massive missiles. You know, they're, they're like eight feet long um, as one connect goes into place and you s- s- start to see it go into the firing tube. Yeah. about to go in. It's not in yet.
0: <laughs> Wouldn't it be like a wrench or anything I could uh maybe try to find to like jam the conveyor belt and prevent uh more missiles from loading?
1: Absolutely. So you go to try to jam the conveyor belt? Yeah. Why don't you make an engineering check?
0: Okay.
2: Nice.
1: Excellent. Oh heck yeah. So you get one of those, oh my goodness, I can't remember what they're called, but they're like a four square, like a cross wrench thing. Hmm. You know what I'm talking about?
0: Like a four-way tire arm thingy?
1: Yeah, exactly, like that. Um, but the spaceship version of one of those, uh, and, <laughs> and you you stick it in a in the conveyor belt, and it connects uh, a couple of the th- against the the tube so that the missile is halted in place, and you hear some harsh uh, screeching sounds. Um,
0: Probably have to fix Bob, that
1: later, but at least things aren't blowing up anymore. Uh, you're working with grace, trying to override all the uh, systems. Uh, Anything in particular you do?
2: Yeah. I'm just going to look for a way to disconnect the power to that particular system.
1: Ooh, trying to power it down. I like that. Um, Why don't you go ahead and make a computer check. And again, you get the grace plus two. All
2: right. So this will be a 30.
1: Oh, fantastic. Um, So uh, now only the emergency lights are on. Um, in the, uh, the, um, uh, weapons bay that you guys are in, uh, even the, like the targeting computer goes off. Um, but there's still like the flashing red, uh, lights. Um, uh, it, the conveyor belt still seems to be on auto fire mode though. And so you still hear it screeching. Uh, what do you do?
5: It seems like the conveyor belt is still going.
1: The conveyor belt is still going. Okay. Now it's screeching because there's like metal on metal and it's blocked. Hmm. It seems like uh, whatever actually fires this might be powered by emergency power.
5: Right. Good. Good call there. I am going to. There, there's really not much physically that I can do on account of not being good at it. Um, <laughs> but I want to see if this is all happening due to some sort of, like... Basically, I want to check to see if this is, like, a curse that maybe um, Talos put on something, rather than necessarily, like, a strictly physical or, or, uh, like, just strictly, like, a computer virus or whatever.
1: Nice. So you start scanning uh, about for any sort of signs of psychic interference?
5: Yeah. And I'll actually use, like, detect magic.
1: Nice. I like it. Um, so you do think that there was? Well, why don't you
5: make a mistake first of all. Sixteen.
1: Excellent. So yeah, you determine that this probably is the result of basically a minor psychic curse of like why everything is going wrong all of a sudden. Mm-hmm. Um, that you know maybe the, the malware did trigger initially. Well, you don't know about the malware, but maybe the psychic curse did trigger initially and. Um, you're dealing still dealing with the uh repercussions, okay um in which case, you know maybe you guys all coordinating on it will actually lead to a better outcome than each person dealing with something on their own.
5: Can we still talk to Bob from here? Hello, mm-hmm. Bob, there's some kind of uh, psychic curse in the, you know, whatever you call the computer brain guts.
2: Oh, I was afraid of that. There was malware that was installed by our brain friend, and it does inflict a curse on anyone who are using the computer systems. I'm sorry. I thought I flushed that all out um, earlier. Apparently, there's still some residuals on there. That's,
5: yeah, we'll, we'll figure it out. Just uh, if you see me rooting in here, that's what I'm doing. So uh, back me up or something. Okay. All um, right. And then
1: Amu... Is befriending a crab in his quarters? Ah.
2: <laughs> Chaos all around. Rob's playing with his crab,
1: and then back to Vangie. Vangie, you have one final shot. The screen like flickers for a moment, and you know the it's toggling between auto fire, auto target, and like shutdown. And you have to time everything right and flip all the right switches, and you need to decide when to kick the uh, the little tire iron thing out of the way um, so that the ship doesn't explode uh, from the missile going off within the ship. So it's yeah. all down to okay. you. Okay. Great. Uh, you can make your choice of a computers or engineering check and you get a total of a miscellaneous plus eight from your four fellows assisting you. Skritic, Hecubino, Bob, and uh, Quentin from outside. With a a Q. Uh,
4: all right. Well, since I don't have computers, it's going to be the engineering. So um, she's just going to like take a deep breath and like kind of like uh, try to uh, take in all of the like advice that is being shouted from various systems and flashing and like creaking and uh, try to choose her moment and punch it at the right time.
1: Do it! And Excitement, 24. adventure.
4: Twenty-four.
1: All right. Boom. <sighs> And the tire iron flies out of the way, um, and the uh, missile clicks in, locks, ready to load, and then poof, everything powers down. Um, and Grace will say, "I have reasserted control and quarantined all infected systems. I am purging them of any influence. Now we should, we should be, we should be okay. We should be all right."
2: Oh, that's excellent. Thank you, Grace. Thank you. Uh, Vangi. Yeah? Do
1: I need to put an order
2: in for new missiles?
4: Uh, how many do we have left? Uh, yeah,
1: you have three left of five.
4: Yeah, that would be ideal. Sorry for the wasted ammo, but it was empty space or the ship.
2: It's really Talos's fault.
5: Speaking of which, I haven't uh, had a look outside or anything, but I just assume that the police are on their way.
4: Oh, maybe we should get out of here. Yeah. Well, I mean, someone should probably be there to like, you know, share the, give it an incident report or whatever, because.
5: Or we could just leave before the police get here.
4: I like where your head's at. Let's just leave. Let's just go. We can get get supplies somewhere else.
5: Quentin.
3: Quentin reenters the ship. (laughs) I also believe that egress is probably the best choice at this time.
1: All right, so you guys um can uh, duck out from this investigation. There are a lot of docks around uh Absalon station um and there's even something called the Armada, which is just a nearby floating uh, array of ships that you can yeah. you can probably hide out in and um so there's a lot of ways where you guys could easily hide out, and those missiles. From the looks of them, they seem pretty generic and pretty old school. Nothing that would uniquely identify the squeaky clean.
2: I'm moving into the, uh, into the cockpit now. Uh, where do you want to go?
5: Uh, let's go hide somewhere.
2: There are other docks here on the station, or we could go to the Armada.
5: Let's get away from the station.
2: All right. I sit down on the chair, data jack in. Grace, uh, we need to move out towards the Armada. Uh, Normal speed. No big rush. We don't want to look like we are uh, trying to get away.
1: Oh, yep. Nothing to hide. Nothing to worry about. Absolutely. Plotting a course.
2: Thank you. And I start the accelerator off to the Armada.
1: Okay. And uh, you guys fly away from Absalom Station with the ship now fully under your control and in good repair. That seems like a decent place to end this particular episode.
2: I would agree with you. Thank you so much, everyone, for downloading and checking us out this week. I hope you enjoyed that. I mean, who knew that that uh, that uh, technical college uh, spaceship repair course would have paid off as well as it did in this week's episode. But what about when we fly off into space and we're not no longer grounded to anything? What kind of adventures will we get into next? You're just going to have to find out next week when you uh, check us out right here on this same uh, Real Play Podcast uh, channel, uh, same Real Play Podcast time, which is really whenever you're going to listen to it. So, until then, here's hoping all of your dice rolls are critical hits. <laughs> This podcast is copyright 2020 by Major Spoilers Entertainment, LLC.